0: Welcome to InTheBible.com, where we tell everyone the truth about God's Word, expose the devil for the lies he tells, and mentor individuals one-on-one in a closer relationship with Jesus Christ. Stay tuned for today's special Bible session on InTheBible.com. Today on InTheBible.com, we're going to close out our series on the I Am And we're going to find out what he said he was in the I Am series final closeout. Jesus said in the I Am series for the last and final time that he is the resurrection and the life. We'll be looking at the scriptures in chapter John verses 11, 1 through 26. We'll also be heading over there to Romans chapter 5, verse 10 and Romans 8 and 11. Because we want to understand what Jesus said and what he meant by he is the resurrection of the life. What is he saying to us and why did he say it? This journey we've been on is discovering more about Jesus Uh, is studying the I am statements that he's ever said and understand that Jesus said he divine apart from that we have a divine gardener who keeps the branches pruned and healthy so they can produce fruit however we discovered how important it is that we abide in Christ so that means we do what Christ is telling us and remain connected to the true vine so that we can produce good fruit Branches that become disconnected from the vine wither away, but those who abide, they live. So our last and final week, like I said, once again, we are going to talk about the greatest statement that Jesus has ever said, which is found in the book of John. And that was in John 11 and 25, where he said, I am the resurrection and the life. Because Jesus died and rose from the dead, we can have eternal life. We will unpack this I Am statement and learn more about how this applies to our life today. As a little background, we need to take some time to read more about what was going on in this passage of Scripture. And so I'll give you a little time here to change over to John and turn to chapter eleven and I'll be reading from the new NIV version let me know when you get there okay so we should be on John and we should be in chapter eleven and we should be starting from the beginning of this verse to understand what he is talking about we're going from verse number one all the way to verse number 26 it says now a man named Lazarus was sick he was from Bethany and the village of Mary and her sister Martha this Mary whose brother Lazarus now lay sick was the same one who poured perfume on the Lord and wiped his feet with her hair so the sister sent word to Jesus Lord, the one you love is sick. When he heard this, Jesus said, the sickness will not end in death. No, it is for God's glory so that God's son may be glorified through it. Now, Jesus loved Mary and her sister and Lazarus. So when he heard that Lazarus was sick, he stayed where he was two more days. And then he said to his disciples, Let us go back to Judea. But Rabbi, they said, a short while ago, the Jews there tried to stone you, and yet you are going back. Jesus answered, Are there not twelve hours of daylight? Anyone who walks in the daytime will not stumble, for they see by this world light. It is when a person walks at night that they stumble for they have no light. After he said this, he went on to tell them, Our friend Lazarus has fallen asleep, but I'm going there to wake him up. His disciples replied, Lord, if he's asleep, he will get better. Jesus had been speaking of his death, but his disciples thought he meant natural sleep. So then he told them plainly, Lazarus is dead, and for your sake I am glad I was not there, so that they may believe. But let's go, let us go to him. Then Thomas, also known as Didymus, said to the rest of his disciples, let us also go, that we may die with him. On his arrival, Jesus found that Lazarus had been in The tomb for four days. Now, Bethany was less than two miles from Jerusalem, and many Jews had come to Martha and to Mary to comfort them in their loss of their brother. When Mary heard that Jesus was coming, she went out to meet him, but Mary stayed at home. Lord, Martha said to Jesus, If you had been here, my brother wouldn't have not died. But I know that even now God will give you whatever you ask. Jesus said to her, Your brother will rise again. Martha answered, I know he will rise again in the resurrection at the last day. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me will live. And even though they die, and whoever lives by believing in me will never die. Do you believe this? So as we can see, Jesus left her with a question. And I ask us that same question. Do you believe this? Now that's a pretty bold statement that Jesus has made. He said, he is the resurrection and the life. To prove the validity of it, he would have to literally raise someone who was dead back to life. That man, of course, would be Jesus' friend, Lazarus. This is a well-known story. Today, let's look at it in two parts. When we think about it, resurrection and Resurrection, life. It brings up the question as to whether they're the same thing or two separate things. Hmm. How are they related? What is Jesus really saying here? This is a present and future reality that Jesus is talking about. The Bible talks about the resurrection as something that will happen in the future, but also something that we can experience right now. It speaks about life as something that we can enter into when we die, but also as a reality and a hope for this present life. So I need you to turn with me to chapter 10 in John. And if you were, Jesus said in that, I'm the door and I'm the good shepherd. And all these teachings, the Jews listening to him became angry and began to gather the nearest stones to throw at Jesus, to try to kill him, because they didn't like what he was saying. After that, Jesus left Jerusalem and traveled across the Jordan to a place where John the Baptist had started his ministry. It was approximately about a 40-kilometer trek and, and one that would have taken about two days for Jesus to walk. While Jesus is there, a messenger arrives and tells him that his friend Lazarus is sick and that it is pretty serious. It is always really interesting to see how Jesus responds in a pressured situation. If he were in that situation, I imagine that we'd probably start to panic and begin firing off all sorts of prayers. But Jesus, as he always was and is, was panic-free. He didn't get worked up all, all, at all about it. Not at all. He already knew from the beginning how things would end. He didn't need to worry. In the face of life or death situations, Jesus is calm. That's how he responds. He says this sickness will not end in death. Notice here that Jesus didn't say that the sickness will cause death. No. Yes, said that the sickness invading Lazarus' body would not end in death. And it wouldn't. Jesus also said that the sickness was for the glory of God. You see that in verse number four. Sometimes us Christians think that sickness is from the enemy or that it always causes by sin in someone's life. They might believe that if they have faith, then they won't get sick. But this story tells us quite the opposite. Jesus loves his friend Lazarus. There's no thought at all here that that Lazarus' sickness was caused by his sin. There was no thought about that. Instead, we see that the sickness itself could easily be used for God's glory. Because we are focusing today on the thought of Jesus being the resurrection and a life. It would be worth pausing for a moment to recognize that the fact that the ways of God are offset from the ways of the world. With God, the way up is down. <laughs> Believe it or not. Jesus said that he would lose his life. We'll find it. It's like anybody who loses their life, they're going to find it. John the Baptist said, I must decrease so that he, meaning Jesus, can increase. Lazarus and all those involved in the story will come out with an entirely new revelation concerning the glory, the power, and the majesty of Jesus Christ. It shouldn't surprise us that this great revelations come from sickness and even death. The way of God are not the ways of the world. This story where physical life comes through the physical death is a picture of how spiritual life also comes through death. The death of ourselves as we lay down our natural ability to live this Christian life on our own without Christ and we never underestimate what God can do through sickness or any difficult thing for that matter. God can use all things for his glory whether we are delivered quickly or asked to endure it for long periods of time. As we continue to read on in the scriptures, we find that Mary and Martha Become more confused about Jesus, didn't arrive right away. Lazarus died, and Jesus showed up around four days after his death. Huh? Yeah, Jesus is right on time. When Martha goes out to meet Jesus, the first thing she says to him is, If you had been here, my brother would not have died. I can imagine that both Mary and Martha could have been a little frustrated with Jesus for not coming right away at the news of Lazarus illness. I think they both believed that Jesus could have healed their brother. But Jesus slowly arrived. This was confusing to them. Did Jesus even really care that Lazarus was sick? How of us think that, that when God don't come when we want him to come, do we sometimes question if he cares? Mary and Martha and everybody around was confused at that point. And why? Asking the question, why didn't Jesus come sooner? Why didn't he save Lazarus when he could have easily done so? We think about that all the time when a child dies or there's a school shooting or there's something that happen outside by the masses to people. Why Jesus didn't show up right away? What is Jesus thinking? Why is he not coming fast enough? Well, we could turn and look at John and chapter 11, and we look at the verses 25 and 26, where he says, Jesus said to her, I'm the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me will live even though they die. And whoever lives by believing in me will never die. Do you believe this? Do you, listeners, believe this? That's what Jesus said to us. But do we believe it? Hmm. The enemy was probably having a field day with their minds, like he does ours from time to time, whispering subtle lies to them. So all this confusion and sadness over the death of Lazarus led us to this point. In response to Mary, Jesus replied, I am, I am the life. Whoever believes in me will never die. That's what Jesus was saying to us. That's what Jesus wanted us to understand, that he is. He is the way, the truth, and the life. So now we will take our opportunity, and we will go over to Romans chapter 5, verse 10. If you're with me on Romans chapter 5, verse 10, still reading from the New International Version, it says, For if... While we were God's enemy, we were reconciled to him through the death of his son. Look at that. We were his enemies and he reconciled us. How much more, having been reconciled, shall we be saved through his life? How much more? How much more can it be that we are reconciled with him? It's just, there is hope in knowing that Born again believers have been reconciled to God by the death of his son Jesus on the cross. And if you want any more further reason to be saved or to chase after Jesus, let's look at Romans chapter 8, verse 11, and see what it says there to us about Romans 8 and 11. In Romans chapter 8, verse 11. It says, and if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal body because his spirit who lives in you. He making some pretty bold statements here about Jesus and the things that just come from us really following Jesus. Mortal means that we are subject to death. And you and I are very much subject to death. Spiritually speaking, we are subject to death if we have not found life through a relationship with Jesus Christ. Thank God that he has given us himself who is life. To give life to our mortal death producing bodies, there's also a component to this. I am statement that deals with hope for the future. Jesus said, He who believes in me is alive and well spiritually, even though he dies physically. And whoever has a life through believing in me will never die spiritually. That is a wonderful promise very, very wonderful. Just take a moment and understand that Jesus is saying that yeah, you can die this natural thing, but spiritually, I got you. Some theologians believe that Jesus was looking down through the ages when he made this statement, right up until the moment of his return. Some believers, some believe there are two different groups of believers addressed here. Group one, is for most believers throughout the age of grace, who have died physically. there are alive and well, even though they have died. Then you have a totally different group that they believe he was addressing. And those that are alive at the end of the age when Jesus returned, they shall never see death, any type of death. So we could paraphrase it And say things like, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me will live even if he dies physically at this age. And everyone who is alive at my return and believes in me will never die physically or spiritually. Just take a moment to think about that. He says, I'm the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me will live even if he dies physically at this age. And everyone who is alive at my return and believes in me would never die physically or spiritually. You may not have thought about death very much because of Jesus' resurrection. Those that are in him have his life and life cannot die or end. Our hope is not in vain. I want you to know it's not in vain. However, Jesus offered no hope to those who do not believe. You can't be walking around here pretending like you believe, living a double life, and expect to reap the rewards. They will not pass from death to life. If you are only born once by physical birth and twice by physical and spiritual, if you're born twice physical and spiritual, you will only die once physical. So get it. If you're born just natural, you're going to die two times, spiritually and physical. But if you decide to get born again, you only die of your physical body death. That's it. And if you are a believer at the time of the word, the Lord returns, you'll never see physical or spiritual death. Because Jesus died and rose from the dead We can have eternal life. The death and resurrection of Lazarus sealed the deal, pointed to his coming battle and victory over death. This also points to how victory and resurrection will also be played in our lives of every believer when he returns. But there's something for everybody. If I had to leave you with anything, it would be make sure that you believe. Because if you believe, then and only then will you be able to go forward and know that God is the one, the true and the resurrection and the life. So I'll leave you with this question. In what ways has God raised you from the dead? How did he raise you from the dead? And last and final question, how does this lesson encourage or build up your faith in Jesus? Does it leave you still standing on the fence? Have you jumped over it? That's the question. And what does it mean to be resurrected, resurrected into eternal life? Lord, I thank you and I praise you for all the souls who are listening And I ask God that you resurrect them back to life in Jesus' name. So that they only have to die one type of death. Lord, I do thank you and I do praise you for each and every soul under the sound of my voice. And I ask God that eyes be open to hear and to do what God has said do. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thank you for joining us on InTheBible.com. Until next time, study, show that self-approved, a workman that need not be ashamed by the divining, the word of truth. If you have any questions, please email us at questions at questions at InTheBible.com. Or you can text us a message at 1-888-401-0114. I pray that you study and that you be blessed. In Jesus' name, amen.